You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. on Friday, so we're already. Chapman family is in school holidays. That's good. Um, last year, um, we started in July and we did this series of rest. Who remembers it? Anybody? Impacted you? <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was a great time. And it really, it really began a great work in us um, as a church and as individuals. And I'd say for me personally, it was a real internal work for me. Um, at that time, and I came away with it, a whole fresh revelation um, of working from a place of rest, really, in a spiritual sense. So it was, it was just exactly what I needed where I was at. And this year, in our month of rest, where that's what's happening for July, this is our new series called Simplifying the Sabbath. And um, it's a little different, I've got to say, because it's a really countercultural idea. Yeah, it is, isn't it? As a staff, we've been reading um, this book called The Emotionally Healthy Leader. And some days I love it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Pastor Keith did point out to me the other day that maybe it's not about the book and maybe it's about me. And that could not possibly be true, I'm sure. But um, in it, he describes um, elements of the Christian life. So the word, worship, prayer, all things that, yep, totally, totally fine with that. But then he gets to this one element that he would say is indispensable, completely countercultural, called the Sabbath. And he defines this Sabbath as a 24-hour period. And I hear half of you just going, 24 hours? How does that even work? 24-hour period to stop work, to enjoy rest, practice delight, and contemplate God. Those of you that are sitting here that have got a young family this morning... Or kids going into school holidays or a really demanding job are doing your best not to laugh out loud or poke the person next to you. (laughs) You're saying, speak English. How does this possibly work? And I will put all my cards on the table this morning because this is a really new journey for me. I'm not an expert on this. I haven't got it all worked out. So we're going to unpack this thing together. So let's start at the beginning. If you've got your Bibles, we're going to start in Genesis 1. So Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, you know, light and darkness, waters and sky, land, plants, sun and moon and stars and us. So we're going to just start reading at verse 31. If I can see, I need the light to be just in the right spot. Verse 31. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. 
You know the uh, good news, not the good news, the message. The good news or the message says, and it was so good. And all I could think of was like, was this written by the youth, the alive youth? Because all I ever hear them say is so good, so good. And I was like, I've got to read it in a different version. (laughs) God saw all that he'd made and there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he'd done. This is the account of heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the heavens and the earth. Now, I don't stop a lot. I don't rest a lot, certainly not for long periods. 24 hours to me seems like an awfully long time. Like, I love a good sleep-in, love a good sleep-in. They're fairly rare. But once I'm up, I like the feeling of being productive, getting stuff done, getting jobs done, you know, picking up things or whatever it is on the day. It makes me feel like I'm contributing. Because I was, like, thinking to myself, why do I like this feeling of productivity so much? But it makes me feel worthwhile. It makes me feel like I'm valuable. I remember when um, Tom and Jeb, when the twins were about one-ish, Ethan would have been nearly three, and I think it was around the time that Darren had broken his leg paintballing with the churchmen. And so I had a bit going on. And somebody very generously gave me a voucher for a beautician. And the idea was to go and treat myself with, you know, a little time out and a little facial, and I was like... I can handle that. I could do some of that. And so I went off to this lovely, you know, day spa-y kind of place. And I'm not that familiar with the do's and don'ts of day spas. I don't, I don't spend a whole lot of time there. But I do understand that the idea is that you really rest and relax and come out rejuvenated. So I organised my babysitting and off I go, you know, on my little couple of hours respite. And... I remember laying in this dim room, you know, they've got warm towels and it's all peaceful with like floating on a water lily kind of music happening and, you know, you're relaxing and there's stuff on your face and I remember thinking, oh, what a monumental waste of time this is. (laughs) I laid there thinking of all these mental you know, lists in my head of what things I could have been doing in that couple of hours that weren't getting done while I was laying here, you know, being pampered. Could have been so much more productive anywhere but here. I'd like to say that that was a long time ago and that's, that's just not me anymore. But it really wouldn't be that true. I still don't rest that well, but I have to say the more topic, uh, more research I've done about this topic, I really like the sound of it. Not the facials so much, but just setting some time aside, prioritising simply to enjoy life, to enjoy people, to enjoy God, and let his simple truths resonate in me. So... 
what is this Sabbath you're talking about? How do I get me one of those? Well, Sabbath has some rhythm to it. You've got to find your rhythm. Right from creation, work and rest, rest had a place. They had a rhythm. So it's not just a vacation. So a secular rhythm tends to be work, 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 vacation, work, work. All of you that are singing Rihanna, stop it. Work, 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 vacation. The author of this book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader, says the practice of Sabbath joins heaven and earth, equipping us not merely to rest from our work, but to work from our rest. So to me, a Sabbath rhythm looks more like this. So if this is your week, there's a cycle of work and rest. You rest you're working out of your rest and it just keeps it flow. Genesis 2, it st starts in... Um, where am I starting? And so the universe was completed, okay? That's the end of work here. End of work. By the seventh day, God had finished what he'd been doing and stopped working. That's the start of rest. He blessed the seventh day and set it apart as a special day because by that day he'd been, he had completed his creation and stopped working. And that is how the universe was created. It's like this work-rest rhythm goes from chapter 1, 1 to 31 through, then chapter 2, that last part of the cycle, is that chapter 2, 1 to 4. God started with a rhythm of work and rest. Don't get me wrong... Work is good. Work is really good. Hard work is good. I remember probably, I'm trying to work out when it was, and I reckon it was probably the years about maybe around 2000. Pastor Janet, you'll remember this, and lots of you will remember this. In church circles for women, the Proverbs, I reckon it was like that 10 years from then on-ish. Proverbs 31 woman was, that was it. That was what you aspired to. And I, I took that on wholeheartedly, like I was going to be an expert at everything, everything that was there. And I used to really hang on to that she did not eat the bread of idleness. And neither was anybody in my family going to eat the bread of idleness. Uh, <laughs> but it says in there, she senses, this, is, this part's out of the message, she senses the worth of her work, is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. She senses the worth of her work, but it's not she gets her sense of worth from her work. You remember that Mother's Day video we had? I think it was this year, not last year. Or maybe it was Father's Day. I think it was Mother's Day. And we had a video up here on the screens that the, um, they'd done of the kids and we were asking the kids questions. And one of the questions was, um, who works harder, mum or dad? I loved it. I loved it, perhaps for all the wrong reasons. 
Because most of our kids, I think, said that I was the one that worked harder and I was like, well, yes, I do work pretty hard, don't I? I'm glad they've recognised that. But what I've realised is that I'm teaching my kids a good work ethic, and that's great, but I'm not teaching them a great rest ethic. God has ordained a way for us to slow down for some meaningful connection with him for ourselves and for those we care about. See, the Sabbath is a celebration. It's not a license to be lazy. So, Tom and Jed, since you're in the service, just take notes there. (laughs) But it's a gift. It's a gift from God. It's an invitation to celebrate. Last week, uh, finally, you'll all be pleased to know, finally our business sales settled. Hooray. I can no longer access emails, Facebook, Instagram, anything. I've been shut out of all of it. And when you go onto the About tab on the website page, it's not even about my own family. I'm like, oh, gee, wow. She has got the same name as me, so if you look at it, you'll be a little bit confused. But um, it took me until yesterday. I realised yesterday I only went to check the emails four times, which I thought was a pretty good effort. Stella tells me it's going to take me 21 days to stop doing that, so we'll see how that goes. There was a celebration that we had last weekend after the sale had actually gone through. It was a celebration of the hard work that we'd put in, something that God had really blessed, and just an achievement that was worth celebrating. You know, we took the kids to the movies. We even bought snacks from the movie counter, right? (laughs) Not like, let's go to Woolies, and yes, you can have $2 to spend. (laughs) Except, you know how much it cost me to buy some drinks, a popcorn and a packet of M&Ms? (laughs) Not that far off it. $69. I nearly fell down on the floor. And Darren just kept saying, babe, we're celebrating. It's fine. Just let it go. We're celebrating. You know, God looked at what he'd done and said it was very good. This author says, the Sabbath is not an afterthought, but a joyful recognition and celebration of accomplishment. As part of observing Sabbath, I can't speak, God invites us to join in the celebration, to enjoy and delight in his creation and all the gifts he offers us in it. He says, through any and every means possible on Sabbath, we seek to feast. This is him talking about him and his wife and his family and how they operate. Through any and every means possible, on Sabbath we seek to feast on the miracle of life with our senses. How good does that sound? It sounds like our trip to Melbourne, Darren. Sounds awesome. (laughs) We're just going to fit this into our rhythm and do it here for less money. (laughs) For them, it's spending time in nature, it's taking walks, it's eating great food, It's, you know, being with their kids and actually sort of having that focused time. But our Sabbath celebration, it's not just about celebrating an achievement or a pat on the back. 
The real basis is a celebration of our identity. God looked at everything he'd made and he was very pleased, it says in the, new te- uh, in the Good News Version. He was very pleased. Evening passed and morning came. That was the sixth day. It's interesting because the root of that word in Hebrew when translated into Greek pops up a few times in the New Testament. In particular, it pops up as well-pleased, something that was declared over Jesus when he was baptised by John, a son with whom I'm well-pleased. At that point, we're not shown that Jesus has done anything. He hasn't done any fabulous, amazing miracles. He hasn't done a whole pile of ministry. He hasn't been anything but a son. Just a son. My boys, as great as they are, they can't become more of a son to me by cooking dinner, although I love that. They made a roast dinner last night. It was awesome. And I didn't have to do it. They don't become more of a son to me because they do any jobs around the house. They're not less of a son when they're watching TV. We just got their semester school reports in. And because they did better in some areas than others doesn't mean they're more of a son in some areas than in other areas. And the times that I feel most connected to them isn't when they're doing something for me or it's just when we're hanging out. It's just when we're together, when we're present. Josie, she can't do anything more to be my daughter. There's nothing she can do or say that's going to make her a higher percentage more related to me. She's not more my daughter when she's being sweet and lovely, although that's my preference, than to when she's screaming, sulking, slamming doors. Yesterday we celebrated her eighth birthday. As in, she's eight tomorrow, but she had a school friends party yesterday, so it, for her, felt like that was the big celebration. Inflatable world. What a thrill. Um... And, you know, they all had a great time, but they, I was thinking about, like, we're celebrating her just because she's Jo's, just because of who she is to us, not because she's done something in her eight years that's amazing and worth us celebrating. She stayed alive for eight years. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but she hasn't done anything. The Sabbath is just a time to be a son, to be a daughter. That's what Jesus was celebrated for. It's a time to revel in the basic truth of who we are, not what we do. It's a quote out of this book, and he says, Practicing Sabbath is a prophetic, countercultural act that resists the culture's value that defines me by what I do rather than who I am. 
You have infinite value. You have infinite worth apart from what you are able to produce. His love for you is the most important reality in the universe. What's going to motivate you to reprioritize or rearrange your life with this idea of a Sabbath? For me, at the moment, the idea of a full Sabbath, like a full 24 hours, is a work in progress. The other day in staff, uh, Pastor Keith had asked us, went around, you know, quick, what do you do to rest? Everybody had their thing, and I'm like... He's coming around, he's coming around. Nah, still nothing. So I'm working on that. What is it that I rest, that helps me to rest? You know one thing? I know that you guys with a thermo love your thermo. And if I ever get one, I'm going to have to take all of this back. But... um. <laughs> I love the idea of the convenience and the speed, but I do find that one thing that helps me to rest, I rest when I cook. I enjoy cooking. You know when you make the soup, like the kind that your mum used to make, when I make that soup, uh, the all chopped up tiny pieces of vegetable in broth, that kind of soup. I actually love the process of peeling vegetables and standing there chopping everything and trying to make it all the same size. I find it incredibly relaxing. And if I just, if the thermo did it for me in like 24 seconds, it wouldn't take that long, I'm pretty sure, in the thermo, but anyway, um, I wouldn't get that. And so I've kind of gone, you know what? I'm going to leave that one aside, but that's a thing. I've had to think about what is it that I get, feel like I can rest with. For some people, it might be painting or drawing or sitting on the beach going for a swim. For musical people, I guess it would be, for you, Todd, it's probably picking up your guitar. Jesus said in Mark 2, the Sabbath was made for people, not people for the Sabbath. Jesus still had a Sabbath. It's not like it's just an Old Testament, let's leave it there, folks, moving right along, get to work said he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Author and scholar Walter Brueggemann said, Sabbath becomes a decisive, concrete, visible way of opting for and aligning with the God of rest. So remember back when I said I like to be productive, it makes me feel like I'm contributing, like I'm worthwhile, that I'm valuable. Stopping for a Sabbath puts all of that in God's hands. The world's not, contrary to my belief, the world is not going to stop spinning because I stop for a while. I'm not more valuable or more worthwhile to God because I managed to send a few more emails, fold a few more socks. Isaiah 58 Verse 13 says, If you keep your feet 
from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day. If you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honourable, and if you honour it by not going your own way and doing, not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. How good does that sound? And I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. The message says it like, if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a celebration, if you honour it by refusing business as usual, making money, running here and there, then you'll be free to enjoy God. How good is that? The truth is in the heartbeat of the Sabbath, in that there's nothing productive that you can do, and yet you are utterly loved. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.